Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes you are. Uh, each week we get together we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony if people want to support this podcast what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Finally, finally, we are announcing the behind the glass live events for 2022. I know lots of you have been waiting for this and we will secretly reveal that actually we told our patrons about them last week. Oh, so we've probably sold some tickets. We've actually sold out a, a quarter of all all the tickets already to our patrons. Brilliant. 25% of the tickets gone already for the five events that we announced to them last week. So yeah, if you're like, oh my God, how am I missing out? You should, you should be a patron. You, that, you know, that You've already got your, you've already got your front row seat. There you go. And, um, your, and your tea or whatever we give you. <laughs> but as I say, it is only a quarter of the tickets. There's still lots of tickets remaining for, as I say, the five events we currently have planned for this year. We are hoping to do a few more, but these are the ones we've got locked in and we're announcing them right now. Tickets are officially on sale to the rest of you, to non-Patreon To the rest members, of the world. To the rest of the world. Because the last time, people come, mate, from all over. Well, all over Europe. Did yeah. we have anyone further than Europe? I'm like? not sure. Um, your, your mate Phil popped in. He's well, American. Yes. Well, is that, no, he's from Hong Kong. Same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's that way. No, fair enough. We did have some international uh, visitors or, or, or guests. Or yeah. I don't know what. But um, yeah, I will say that, unfortunately, they are still UK events we we did have plans we kind of do have plans to do some international events at some point but we haven't got them lined up yet so if you want to attend your first ever behind the glass live and you're not from the uk you're gonna have to travel but sorry about that but we have gone further afield than just here at stghq yeah so, look, we're rambling. Let's announce the dates and the venues. We've got to ramble a little bit because I don't know how much we've got to talk about today. Oh, we've got a lot to talk about. Oh, have we? Oh, yeah. Oh, we better oh, hurry up yeah. then. <laughs> we'll be fine, mate. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. So, the first event of the year, 12th of June, Sunday, 12th of June, here at STGHQ, Duke of London, the same place we hosted the four events last year. It's a fantastic venue yeah. for Behind the Glass Live. Uh, we've got a great space for loads of cars to park out front. We'll do the Cars and Coffee Star kind of morning where we'll mill around, check out your cars, drink some seen-through glass coffee. Oi, oi, good uh, brand placement there. Um, and then we head up to the Duke of London showroom and we have a sort of audience-style seating and we'll do our traditional podcast recording. Our where, repertoire. Our, our <laughs> usual repertoire. <laughs> where you can try and get involved. You, yeah. can, you can heckle Tony, you yeah. can ask us questions, Good we'll ask you questions. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and so yeah, all the details, timings, address, stuff like that will be on the website, which is linked in the description of these episodes, whether you're listening or watching. And of course, you can just head to seenthroughglass.online for more info. But yeah, 12th of June, first event here at Duke London. Dot the online, what's that? Dot online, mate. It's a vibe. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Not you know, dot co.uk or... No, no, no. Dot online. Dot org or... It's, it's give, online. It's right. online. Dot online. Right. Yeah. Well done. Vibey, thank you. Uh, um, next event, 17th of July at Gravelwood Car Se Sales. Wait a minute. Oh, that's the week after I get back from... Yeah, don't like, don't scare me like that. No, no, no. <laughs> Sunday, 17th of July. Right. 
We're going to Tony's. I'm here. I'll be there. So be if there. you've always wanted to visit Gravelwood Car Sales and see the cars that he has in stock and yeah. how new they all are, none of them older than three years. No. Uh, Nice and shiny ones. Um, come on down. It's going to be amazing. We're super excited. I think Tony's a little bit nervous. Uh, we're going to make no, some I'm not space. I'm going to sell a couple of cars. <laughs> <laughs> make some space in the unit. It'll be an awesome morning. So uh, yeah, try and get down to that one if you can. Uh, in August, we're headed up to Alexander's Prestige. The legends at Alexander's. Uh, Andrew was a guest on this podcast a few months ago. They're going to host us in August. Yeah. Uh, amazing showroom once again. Incredible supercars they have knocking around. That'll be a super fun morning and yeah, a journey for us. Up oh, no. I'll sell some cars there as well oh, for, for them yeah 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 okay. no no because no, i'll be on a winner when i have uh, oh, get, get some money from yeah yeah no, me no it too. won't be a little it'd be a lot oh, all right. you've <laughs> got a better deal with them it. than i have yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh september we're headed to podium which is the home of perla who make the scene through glass coffee if you watch a lot of the uh, main channel youtube videos you would have seen me visit podium place many times they've got loads of exciting stuff happening there kind of behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. We've been there, haven't we? Yeah, we've been there. Absolutely. Took you there on one of our little road trips. Um, It's an amazing place. Lots of events that they're doing throughout the year, but they're going to be hosting us, yes, in September. And I think revealing a whole new kind of area of Podium Place. Maybe I shouldn't say anything more, but anyway, that's going to be very exciting. And then in October, we're back here once again at Duke of London on the 20... No, sorry, on the 16th of October, back here at Duke of London once again for our fifth and definitely not our final event because we are planning to do a few more. But just to rattle through that, 12th of June, Duke of London, that's West London. 17th of July, Gravelwood Car Sales in Kent. 7th of August, Alexander's Prestige in Yorkshire. 25th of September, Podium Place in Newbury. And 16th of October, back here, Duke of London, West London. Tickets are available, seenthroughglass.online. Head to the event section, or if you want a direct link, it's in the description to this episode, whether you're watching here on the Behind the Glass YouTube channel, which is very nearly at 50,000 subscribers. Yeah. We're 500 away from Are we 500 away now? Come on, guys. Please. Um, but if you're listening on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might be listening, uh, you should be able to just click the description of this episode and see the link to go and get yourself some tickets. So go hurry up now. Go yeah. get them now. Go get them now. Because they, st- no they, joke, they sell, sell out. out quick. Yeah, yeah. As I say, Which is amazing. just to our Patreons, a quarter of the tickets already gone. They sold out last year. So we know that the, the, the demand is higher than last year. And they yeah. sold we, we sold everything last year. They're so. amazing, amazing fun. And uh, we're going to be, well, at the gra- at your event. Oh, one of my new cars should be there. Oh, oh. Uh, and my car will be there as well. Oh yes, Tony. Yeah. Tony's secret car will be at the gravel event. Yeah, now. and theoretically, if all the timings line up, I'll be revealing my one. One of my. Oh God, look at how that. many have you got coming? I said last week, couple. Well, oh, mate, this is. I mean, one, this is one getting out of hand. It's. I've gone mental. What is it? What's happening? Speaking to you? of which, if anyone wants to buy a green and tan RS6, I need that cash back <laughs> ASAP. I got a call saying we need that deposit now. I'm like, ah. Um, anyway, uh, so yes, very exciting. We're super. We love doing the live events last yeah, year. Yeah, more than more than anything. Yeah, 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 I love the live events. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, ten minutes of admin. Apologies for those of you that wanted to get on with car chat. But no, we, they like all that. Yeah, I think so. I no, they so. love it. Now, the big news that I want to get straight into oh. was that recently Volkswagen confirmed. Yeah. Porsche and Audi will be entering Formula One in 2026. As two different teams. Well, okay. Ah. I don't think we've got the details yet. So ah. this has been rumoured for a while. It's been batting around. And then the Volkswagen CEO came out and was like, yeah, of course. They signed it off. It's going to happen. It's fantastic. Yeah. But we don't know how. We don't know. No, I think we do know why. Let's get into the why in a second. Um, but yeah, all we know for now is that they are going to be entering the sport. So let me ask you, why do you think Volkswagen via Porsche and Audi are deciding to get involved with F1 now. You've got development. Development of what? Development of fuels, development of. Mate, they're going to have to change their game because if stuff is going electric, Volkswagen Audi Group depend on combustion engine cars. A lot, a lot of their manufacturers, that's how they sell their cars through an engine. So we already know that. Um, F1 is going synthetic. Synthetic fuels. Synthetic fuels. So uh, they probably want a bit of that. They probably think, well, you know, we do need to try and keep the engine in some capacity because some of these brands, they won't exist anymore or they will exist and it'll just be like, 
you have an electric Lamborghini, you have an electric Audi, and you just like you said before, it's a lifestyle choice, and you they're all going to be the same at that point. It's like a it's like a, a phone because it's electric. They're all the same. So you know these cars are sold now on on a V10 engine or a V8 Ferrari, and people buy them because of the engine and how they make you feel. When everything's electric, they're all going to feel the same. I, I I agree with you in some ways, but I think it's a massive rubber stamp or a big tick for the direction Formula One are going in. It suggests that they're doing something right that such major brands and companies can go, we want to be part of that. Because Formula One, motorsport in general, always a fantastic test bed for, mm. for any new tech. Mm. And yeah, this is really, I think, a significant approval of, of the direction Formula One are going in because, okay, there'll be new engine regs for 2026. We don't know exactly what that's likely to be, but it's theoretically going to be a sort of a more hybrid uh, reliant combustion engine yeah. than what we're seeing now. Slightly less complicated, hopefully. So that theoretically interests the Volkswagen group. Synthetic fuels, as you mentioned, and all of these things, which supposedly suggest that it's more relevant than any other motorsport. So Formula E, the Le Mans hypercar project. I mean, okay, Porsche, I think, are kind of involved with all three at the moment. Formula E, Le Mans hypercar, and now going to be Formula One. So they're really spreading their bets. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's I think it's great. It's been a while since we had a major, man- major manufacturer get involved with Formula One. I think well, it could they be all really come cool. out. They all, they all pulled out. Well, global financial crisis, 2008, right? Yeah. They all bailed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the with the budget cap, so with this push towards new tech, I, I think it's good. You know, if you want me to go on a rant, I can talk to you about how Formula One's going in a slightly different direction to what us purists might like. But uh, if it's going to bring in brands like Porsche and Audi, I'm all for it. So let's get into the how. I don't think this is two new teams joining the field. Right. I don't think Porsche are going to make a team. I don't think Audi are going to make a team. Right. So I'm fairly convinced Porsche are going to be buying into Red Bull. So it'll be Red Bull Porsche or Porsche Red Bull, uh, supplying probably powertrains from 2026, because we know at the moment Red Bull are developing their own powertrains. Who knows if they want to continue doing that. But But is that not loosely based on the Renault, or is it just a... Uh, Honda. Honda, It's basically the Honda, but Red Bull are kind of, you know, turning it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So I think Porsche will want to be able to be involved with that and also have that sort of, you know, claim to yeah. be the engine supplier. But then if they come on as part team owners, 50% part team owners like that, they're buying into an already successful team. So it kind of makes sense for Porsche, I yeah. think. That's what I see for them. Audi's the one with more of a question mark. We spoke about it. Was it last week talking about their potential interest in McLaren, the group? Mm. But whilst that's still TBC, it's hard to know exactly where Audi will go because I do see an an Audi team, right? I don't think McLaren Audi necessarily makes a lot of sense. What, what if they bought the cars? Well, no, okay, so if they own the entire yeah, yeah entire group, sure, but it, McLaren Racing is still such an iconic brand. So is Audi then almost a bit of a quiet partner? So is it McLaren with an Audi engine? You don't think it would be cooler to have a, or, or more brand affected to have an Audi RS team like Alfa Romeo have done with Sauber? Um... Possibly. Because I, I don't buy an Audi necessarily for the powertrain. Really? Yeah, like... What'd you buy it for then? Well, I think everything that it represents, Quattro systems, uh, design, um, usability, livability factor, heritage. Affordability? No, not with no. my car. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think if Audi just supply engines to everyone, that's going to make them incredibly attractive but do you do you think as a as a brand as a manufacturer you sell more cars because you're in f1 they would they would of course tell you yes i mean that's i think a huge reason why these brands get involved not just from an r&d point of view okay maybe not so relevant now i don't know but that's the whole thing win on sunday sell on monday right Mm. have mercedes amg sales increased because of their formula one success I can't tell you. I, d- mm. I don't know. They might not even know. They might not even know. No. But has it made the AMG product more credible? But yes. Can I, can I just say, I have never been, I've owned a lot of them as well. I've never bought a Ferrari because of the Ferrari F1 team. Why have you bought a Ferrari then? Because I wanted one. But why? why pinnacle, did you wa- pinnacle. But why is it the Pinnacle? Mm, because it just, it's just a Pinnacle brand. It's just... It, it, but why is it Pinnacle brand? But, but I... I know where you're going with this because you're saying because of F1, but I I didn't buy it because 
because of F1. I bought it because, in my opinion, it it's the, the pinnacle of a road car. I, I think subliminally, you the world believes that, give a five-year-old a piece of paper in terms of draw a car, he draws a red car, because of the F1 success, because of what they achieved, because that's where Ferrari really started. That's how Ferrari came into existence. Mm. The road cars were only as um, desirable as they were back in the late 50s, 60s, because of the success they were having on the track. People but thought, not now. No, no, but that's where it stemmed from. So that whole idea of Ferrari being this elite, luxury, desirable brand, which is where it started, I say, back in the day, it grew from there, was because of that success on track. And and that has continued kind of to be in parallel. I, I think it's the origins of the brand. You only think Ferrari as the pinnacle because it has been for so long. And it's always been that desirable mark. It's always been that red sports car that you wanted to go yeah, and get. Yeah, so may, maybe it started because of F1, not because of me, but... When I bought into the brand, and not, I, I didn't give F1 a second thought. It was just I wanted a Ferrari. Absolutely. So because I could have had a Lambo. 100%. Yeah. But I believe that aura of Ferrari comes from their Maybe initially, years yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, a, a, and so Lamborghini doesn't have that prowess because their heritage is different. Yeah. It's a different kind of brand. And yeah. so, yeah, you're right. I don't think it's necessarily, oh, because like, look, I'm a big Lewis Hamilton fan. I've been following him driving Mercedes, dominating everywhere. It hasn't made me go, I want to go and buy a Mercedes. It yeah. hasn't. Yeah. But, but what? I don't know. Has it, has it, uh, yeah, I think it's added credibility to that AMG brand. It's meant that things like the Black Series come out, people are like, oh yeah, proper F1 tech. Yeah. Oh, did you hear what the driver said about the Black Series and that uh, Aston, Aston Martin, Martin safety car? This was a few weeks ago, <laughs> but we never talked about it and I was dying to. When, yeah, they came out and they were all slagging off the Vantage, saying it's like five seconds a lap slower than the Black Series. Uh, yeah. I mean, duh. Yeah. I mean, obvious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's kind of painful. Yeah, yeah. It's basically an AMG GTS for me. <laughs> No, isn't it the absolutely the, the Aston? Yeah, the Aston. I mean, it was. No, I mean, the Black Series is a proper track focused, yeah, yeah. full out as we know, basically a GT3 car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact the Formula One drivers are really picking up on it. I mean, this not great for Aston's marketing. No, it's not good. And actually, speaking about things that aren't great for Aston's marketing, why don't Audi buy Aston? Well, I think Lance Stroll would find that a bitter pill to swallow. No, he'd sell. It, I think he would sell Aston Martin now. Okay, so the, uh, this brings us on perfectly. Did you see Tobias Merz's? stepping down is leaving so their CEO the Who's guy that? came in the guy came in from AMG to take over oh, from Andy Palmer already gone apparently right. differences with uh, Mr. Stroll yeah yeah I, I think he's been promised the world and Mr. Stroll with his intentions has obviously thought I'm going to turn this brand round and make it make money and he's probably looked at it and thought flipping hell I can't do this well he's trying to turn it into Ferrari because he's basically hired all ex-Ferrari employees, has Italian it? employees has to it? come in. Yeah, they're literally the new CEO, the new everything. Everyone's from Ferrari. So that's his like, you know, this is what, that, that's a successful brand. I'll do the same. But I think maybe what he's trying to do is he's trying to, he's trying to get all that in play. I think he'd sell it, mate. Honestly, because it, it's, I, some, I, some of it's a, 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 like a, it's a status symbol, you know, like uh, we own Aston Martin. And don't forget, he doesn't own it all, by the way. It's a consortium. It's a yeah. consortium. Yeah, so, of um, it's a way for his son to go racing, isn't it? It's, and it's a way for his son to go racing, you know? So, which he doesn't pay entirely for either, by the way. I think, I think he has probably surprised himself or been disappointed with the results of Aston over the last couple of years since he stepped in. A team, well, this is really becoming an F1 podcast. Um, a team which has done so well as the underdog as racing point has forced India for so long. Yeah. He stepped in and suddenly they're off the pace. I think he's probably going to be like, well, that's a bit crap. But I don't think that's his fault. I'm not sure no. that's his fault. I, ju I just think he probably thought as a businessman that he could turn Aston Martin round as a brand and it's not working out. So but the thing is, dude, it's been two years. To turn a brand around like that, you need five, yeah. ten. Yeah, but it's not like, what, yeah, but is it getting any better? That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the F1 now. We're just yeah, talking about the cars yeah. in general. It's no better, mate. It's no different. Has anything happened, years. though? Has, Nothing's has, happened. But that, that's what I mean. So, because as we know, to develop a new car takes five or 10 years. If you're going to bring in a whole new product line, that's a long load of development. You don't rush that out in two years. You don't yeah. have a DB11 replacement in two years. You don't so have why is the, the bloke from Germany left then? Good point. I mean, clearly differences, clearly yeah, disagreeing yeah, yeah. in the direction it's going in. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's not good, I don't think. I don't yeah. think there's good 
signs or sounds coming out of Aston no. at the moment. No. Um, but you listen to any podcast or an interview with Lawrence Stroll, sorry, bloody hell. Uh, he talks about a long, long-term plan. Yeah. You know, he doesn't suggest that he's trying to get out quickly. And, and Audi buying Aston, I, like that, I don't, I don't see happening. Well, we never, you, you know, initially we never, we never saw VW Group ever buying Bentley or, or sure, uh, you know, sure, okay, fair so, enough. You know, it, it there have been happen. plenty of opportunities though, haven't there, over the years? It's Aston's been, been for sale for a while <laughs> because it's never made any money. Yeah, you know, there's probably in in its hundred odd year existence, it's only made money two or three times ever. Yeah, you know, so and I have absolutely nothing against Lawrence Stroll as a person. I don't know him, and fair play to him for having a go. But he's probably sitting back and looking at the numbers, and he's a businessman. You know, he's a proper businessman. He's probably thinking. Flipping hell, I'm pissing in the wind here. I like it's a shit not. show of a brand, Aston Martin, mate. It, honestly, like, from what I know down the years, it is a shit show of a brand, you know? And he's, and fair play, he's trying to turn it round. But I, I, my personal opinion is that he would sell it. I think it would be a gross um, injustice if he sold it. I mean, two, two years, you can't do anything to a car brand in two years. Yeah. You will not, you will not. I mean, look at McLaren. So if Audi get into McLaren, two years, they're still going to be struggling to turn things around. Yeah. It, it takes a long time to implement all these changes, bring out new models, design things, change protocols. Like that's a long old process. But how long did Ford own Aston Martin? They owned them two minutes and they sold them. But same for me. They, you know, they didn't own them. I don't know the exact time, but they didn't own them long. And they they looked at him and thought, "Flipping hell, we need to come out of this." And maybe you're right. Maybe as a pure businessman, that's what he's going to do. Um, but at the same time, I hope it's not the case. I hope he's me gonna, too going to try long. I just, yeah. And it's clearly, you know, if they're going through all these changes, maybe he, they realised that Merz wasn't the right guy. Maybe they, maybe he brought him in thinking you're going to be the perfect guy. And after 18 months, went hold on a sec, this guy's. We're not agreeing on the direction here. Let's yeah. bring in somebody else. So yeah. maybe it's just a show of how cutthroat old maybe it's, is. M- m- maybe it's a bit of that, yeah. Or it's a bit of a personality thing where they yeah. just didn't get on as people. For sure. You can't get on with everyone, mate. Uh, I mean, no co- one likes me. No. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> but I like it like that. Well, obviously, speaking of Aston Martin, we have to talk about the DBX, and we can bring really? up this... Well, sort of. <laughs> we can bring up this really interesting stat, which I saw. Actually, not really interesting, but I liked it. Uh, car Industry Analysis on Twitter, at Love Car Industry, one of my favourite uh, Twitter profiles to follow, yeah. uh, did this. Last year, registrations of most expensive and luxury SUVs increased by 5% in Europe. Uh, volume twen- volume total to 29,000 units. Monaco, Albania, San Marino, Bulgaria, and Liechtenstein were top were the top markets in terms of their market share. So, really? Yeah, which I love. So, uh, I don't know if you can see my screen. I'm going to try no. and cover it. Uh, number one in 2021, what do you think the highest European luxury SUV was? Uh, oh, I'm going to go mass-produced Range Rover. That was number two. G-Wagon. Yes. Mercedes G-Class, 7,500 units, up yeah. 17%. Range Rover dropped by 5%, you would suggest, because the new model was coming, end of the line. Mm, supply as well. There yeah. supply issues there, yeah. Number three. What do you think number three was in the luxury SUV? Oh, Urus. Nope. Urus? Really? Nope. nope. Think about the countries that I just listed, by the way. Albania, Liechtenstein, Bulgaria. SUV... Big Rolls Royce. Nope. Come on, mate. BMW X7. Really? Yeah. Which is basically a Rolls Royce anyway. Nearly, yeah. (laughs) Five and a half thousand units, followed by Mercedes GLS. Yeah. Five thousand units. Then you get into the specialist stuff. Uh, Lamborghini Urus, fifteen hundred units, up twenty five percent on twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Bentayga, twelve hundred units. Eighth on the list is the Rolls Royce Cullinan, only two hundred and sixty units. But the one I wanted to bring up was DBX, six hundred and ninety units, up one hundred and twenty percent. Now, based on all the analysis that we saw on the sales that I think Chris Harris dove into and a load of people dove into last year, do we think those are all sales to dealers? Because <laughs> I have not seen, I mean, I, I've seen like three DBXs on the road ever compared to, I've definitely seen about 25 Cullinans just around London over the weekend. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you into a little secret. Oh, um, uh, Brands like Aston Martin and Maserati. McLaren... Maserati. Uh, maybe Maserati, if, if you're reading what I'm going to say. Yeah. When they, when a car comes in, they have to write a check for it straight away. 
So they, they have to own it, so they have to pay the manufacturer straight away. The big brands, Porsche, Mercedes, uh, BMW, Audi, all that, they have um, uh, time to pay, like SOR. So they have like uh, 90 days or 120 days, and then it goes then it, then it goes what we call fully paid. So then they then own it, but they've got that period of time to try and sell it as a new car first. So it only goes into the figures when it goes paid. So, yeah, you're right. If if a, if a Aston Martin manufacturer has just bombarded all the dealers worldwide with these DBXs and they've got all the money back, doesn't mean they've sold them. No, they're on the forecourt somewhere. <laughs> they could, but they, well, they could, I mean, they might have sold them, but yeah. yeah. We don't know. The chances are there is a, quite a high percentage that are sitting in showrooms fully paid because the manufacturer, once he gets his money, it couldn't give a toss. Yeah, exactly. Because they want the money to keep investing to, and the smaller brands, that's how they work because they've got to have the money back. Clever way of uh, doing business. Well, it's 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 the way they have to do it, man. Yeah, because yeah, for sure. you know these these bigger brands, it, it, it's a it's a conveyor belt, and uh, you know when you take Volkswagen Audi Group as a as a as a business, the 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 car part is small compared to the bank. I mean, Vol- Volkswagen Bank it is one of the biggest banks in the world. It owns property and money and all around the world mate so the car bit is just a subsidiary so it doesn't it makes no odds to them they've got more money than cents i i think maybe we're being overly harsh maybe nearly 700 dbx's have been sold to customers fundamentally though the interesting stat is it's half the euros yeah the euros is at 1500 units in europe in 2021 dbx at just under 700 yeah so you know that's supposed to they're supposed to be direct rivals aren't Lamborghini they? Worked the same way as well as Aston Martin so the dealers would have to write a check for them as well okay. I'm pretty sure that that, that that is how it works at Lamborghini it may have changed now but it definitely used to work like that and not that long ago um, but we know for sure that Eurus just based on the cars you see no you can't if you walk into a Lamborghini dealer today and say can I have a Eurus they take a 20,000 quid deposit and say it might come next year. Who so, knows? So they haven't got, they, they might have wrote a check for all these cars, but they're all gone. They're yeah. paid yeah, and yeah, sold yeah. and that, you know, they're gone. They're sold. As I say, you know, I, I judge this not being in your side of the business. I judge them literally just visuals. And I mean, I, I've seen Euruses in the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and then I've literally seen about three DBXs. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's a clear standard. Different countries will be different, mate. I mean, uh, you know, if you take Land Rover for an example. Land Rover. La- Land Rover. As Land an exa- Rover. Land Rover as Thank an you. example. Land Rover. Land Rover. <laughs> they, um, only 10% of their production stays here. Yeah, the rest big of it, worldwide product. Yeah, it? so, you know, they'll easily sell more cars in China and America than what they do here. So, just because we as a as a country haven't seen many DBXs, and you're quite right, I've only ever had one as a dealer. Uh, I did sell it. Um, and... Um, but in America and China, there might be millions of them. Yeah, no, fair uh, enough, you know, fair enough. We but don't know. This, is, this is Europe wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting some insight. Um, but yeah, interesting. I, 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 it makes sense the, the G Wagon thing because, you know, they, they just are still such a desirable product be, for so I, many. I'd like to see the worldwide because if you bring China and America in, I, I would say that the DBX would be further up the list. But then quite a few of the other cars would be up. The Urus would be right up there. Mm. And Land Rover would probably be at the top with the G-Wagon as well, by the way. Well, I'll keep my eyes peeled on the uh, on the lovely, I say, car industry analysis uh, page. And Please see do. Any, yeah, see if any global sales come through. They do seem to focus slightly in... But here we go. I mean, top 30 largest... Oh, no, light vehicle markets. I'm getting carried away now. It's a very interesting profile. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's come on to our main topic for today because a friend of mine text me over the weekend and said, oh, hey, mate. Or Paul? No, I have, I have one other friend. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. <laughs> oh, it's my mum. Um, <laughs> saying, hey, mate, bit of a weird one. Got a bonus through work. I've got 20 grand to spend on a car for the summer. What do you think I could get? And I was a bit embarrassed to be like, I don't really know what you can buy for 20 grand. Get I, I bus don't, bars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Look at that point in the market very often. Let me let me jump on and have a look and I can send you some recommendations. Oh, and no, you didn't send him recommendations. I did. I did. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go through some more oh, I'm so sorry, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few things to note here, which are his criteria were fun, but also semi-practical. So he, he didn't want like an MX-5 or something like that, which I was like, if you're buying an MX-5 for 20 grand, stop talking to me. Um, but Why? Okay, What's wrong with that? We'll come back to that. Um, so I, some of my things on the way that I was looking was, you know, things that had a bit of space and practicality. It's not the criteria I definitely need us to follow, but I did text you and I said for the podcast this week, I'd be interested to see, because we, uh, we will pick some different cars, what we think the coolest, coolest in inverted commas, cars that you can buy used for under 20 grand in the market today. Yeah, you never give me a criteria though. No, I said four the, seats. No, or no, seven seats or no. And I, I'm not sticking to that. Right, I'm not, good. But but the cars that I have written down are ones that I sent through to him, so they are inherently a little bit practical as well as cool. But that's right. fine. That's why I text you to come up with a list as well because mine will air on practicality. Hopefully yours won't. But this will mean that you should finish today's podcast with ten pretty cool ten. Well, yeah, five from me, five from you. Oh, right. Oh, well, calm, oh, calm down. All right. Well, well ten. That's simple maths. Okay. Uh, five from Tony, five from me. Cool cars that you could go out and buy for under twenty grand this summer if you've got that cash to splash, like my mate does. What a nice bonus from work, eh? You can tell he's got a fancy job. Uh, anyway, shall we dive in? Do you want my first one, or do you want to go first? No, you go first, boy. Because yeah. I always go first. And okay. Put me foot right in it. Sure. But I'm ready for you this week. My first suggestion was a quirky one, and I went for the. This will be cool. It will be understated. It's it's quirky. It's prat like anyway. Original. C43 AMG Estate. How old? It's a 99 car or 2000. Do you it like is the box. It's like that boxy Merc shape. The C4, you, you could get a C55, but they're rare and they're expensive. You could pick up a C43 for like 10, 11 grand, easy. And that's not even like, like sub 100,000 miles. It's an auto box, lovely little sweet engine, small car. It's practical for him so he can chuck his kid in the back and like he's ready to go like bish bash bosh like what a cool thing you like your friend <laughs> i do i do like my friend in hell i think old amg mercs are often overlooked because they're often bargains mate yeah but they're that was that was the era the era of mercedes where they were terrible really? terribly Why? made they were just awful cheap terribly made cars they've got it right again now last four or five years but there was that 15 year period where they were excuse my language dog shit <laughs> they were terrible cars mate in gym and then if you go like earlier like 80s mm, 80s they were bulletproof. They were proper, maybe up to 90, but there was a 20-year period where they were crap. <laughs> crap. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second, because firstly, a little insight into my own life. When I was growing up, my parents had 
Mercedes wagons. That's what we grew up with. Yeah. Before, before Dad fell in love with the Range Rover, <laughs> <laughs> we had all kinds of of C class estates. Yeah. Um. And so maybe there's a part of me that's just being drawn to that from childhood memories. But you get the old, you get the the star out of the bonnet. Don't get that really anymore, do you? No. So but that, it's plastic. Was it plastic? Of course, it was plastic. Maybe on the S class, it was a little more. People used to nick them. Yeah, they don't nick them now because they're plastic. Well, but back then they weren't. They were metal. No, no, no. Why would you nick a plastic one? Well, they used to snap them off. Yeah. Vandals. (laughs) It sounds like you know what you're talking about. Well, it was me. Anyway, for me, this is a cool car. This is one of those ones that if you turned up to Caffeine and Machine here in the UK called Car Location, people would be like, oh, yeah, C43. But most of the time you could park it anywhere. People think it's a snow crap mug. Yeah, which is exactly what (laughs) I'd think if I walked past it. Come on, then. What's your... Cool right. sub 20k used right. car. Well, obviously I've gone newer if because I, I've got something in between my ears that you obviously haven't. I know what you're going to say. No. <laughs> I know one of the cars that's in your list. And a bath. Uh, one, two, four, spider. Yes, Tony. Yeah. And I was going to yes. go, I was going to go MX5, but I was actually, what gave me the bath idea is that I was actually looking and someone offered me one this morning. I thought that's perfect. That, and they're about 20 grand. Mate. And what they have over the MX5 is a bit of character. They have yes. something about them. A bit of persona, like all yeah. Abarths. Remember I did that trip around Italy in one, six weeks in Italy in Abarth 124 yeah. Spider. And the attention it got, and even now, it's a second je ne sais quoi. Yeah, as, yeah. You know, Drives like, properly. Drives yeah, very yeah. well. Uh, was it a manual that you got offered? Manual, yeah. Has to be manual. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. auto one is not We sold thing. a few of them, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, they cool. sound super fruity. They do. I, at one point in my life, I was toying with buying an apartment in Monaco. Oi, oi. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> not I was, actually in Monaco. It was like... Outside. <laughs> 20 miles outside. <laughs> right. In France. <laughs> like Nice. I could see the sea if I crooked my neck. Anyway. Um, and I was going to get a 124 Spider and just leave it in a garage that, that was going to be my runaround so I could fly down and have a car to run around Yeah, it. brilliant. Such cool. That's a... I did not see that coming from you. Oh, you wouldn't, would you? Because you're, you're thinking about old Merck Estates. I mean... Well, I still I've, think that's cool. I've tried to think out the box. And what I've tried to do is... And I know where you're going to go with it. You're just going to pick piles of shit that's going to cost 20 grand to buy it and then 20 grand a year to run. Probably. I've tried to pick cars that won't do that. No, fair, fair, that's fine. I, when I reviewed the list that I sent to my mate, I did send him a text out of saying, don't buy any of those. No. <laughs> we just had a nice little conversation. Yeah, a little, nice little chat. I've sent you some cool cars, but do not buy yeah. any of them. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to let you into a little secret why actually you shouldn't pay 20 grand cash for a car anyway. Anyway, we're oh. going to talk about it at the end. Okay, it's good. just a little little segment that I thought of right at the end that I'll just educate you boys every Fine, okay, yeah. fair enough. Even and you will get educated. Oh, I appreciate oh. that. Um, so, my next suggestion. Yeah. RS4 Cabriolet. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, do you remember this shade, yeah, this era? Yeah, I had one. Did you? Yeah, the V8 manual one, yeah. Very cool cars. Yeah. Obviously, was that the last time before they went to the sort of RS5. That yeah. was the last generation, right? Yeah. But yeah, it looked beefy. Yeah. Great engine. I had a black one with the white interior. Do they work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it'll have problems now, but... You um, know, what won't? It, well, in, on your list, all of them, <laughs> yeah. for sure. My list, none of them. But either because, you know, you've got four seats. Yeah. It's, you know, it's out. It's, it's still a nice build. Is it 20 design. grand? It's great. Yeah, you can find a few 20 grand. Higher mileage ones, for Ooh, sure. They haven't lost know, any but, money. They were twenty. They were twenty twenty five grand back then, and that that car would compete with the M3. E ninety two V eight M three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think this the RS four was loads cooler though. It's loads cooler, yeah. and still is. I remember I drove. Um, was it the GT twelve? I drove, and I had an RS four cab chasing me the whole yeah. way. Couldn't get away from him. Yeah, proper car, bit of a hooligan a car. Corner. Yeah, it's a hooligan car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you agree with me there. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with one. the car. I, again, you've overlooked the maintenance slightly. Yeah. Because that will, be, that will be a fortune to carry on maintaining. And I think as well, maybe it gives you a little bit of a sort of, I'm going to bring a package to your house at 1am wearing a hoodie. No, I, I don't think, think so. No, man. Yeah. I think back in the I'm day... I'm outside in the RS4 Cabriolet. No, no, no. I, the, back in the day, and I, I 
I bought a few of them cars. Oh, there you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> From customers, and they lived in like Canary Wharf and stuff. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. you had to have a good job. They were big money back in yeah, the day. Yeah, no, I... Hey, as I say, I think it's cool. I'm suggesting it, but I just yeah. I just wonder if you're going to get a higher mileage one with some dodgy aftermarket rims. I'll be doggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you get a really nice OEM original spec. With 30 grand. Won't be 20 grand. Uh, we'll check in a second. 100%. Okay. Give me a next one. Ready? Yep. Predictable. But it, Don't say it. But it is right. Don't say it. Ford. Oh, no, okay. Fiesta. Yep. ST3. ST. Okay, so... This is why I get really bad. My Ford knowledge is appalling. The, 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 basically, the like the the current. Oh, Fiesta nice, ST. super nice. The yeah. one that TFJJ's got. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Super nice. Yeah, 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 very cool. I see him bombing around in it, and I'm like, that's a cool looking car. Well, never give you a minute's problem. Got everything you could ever want on it. It's got a bit of fun. It's got a bit of character. It cocks the back wheel. Is it cool? Uh, yeah. It, it it's it's totally fine, mate. It does everything. So it, you can get a five door one. So yeah, I don't think it's cool enough. Well, I do. I've, <laughs> you know <laughs> the prob- right. the problem is is that you know modern cars the 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 cool bit has been taken away from them slightly. The character, and I can give you a really really good example. And I love these cars. They're not in the twenty grand budget, by the way. Well, they would for an older one, but I never put this in. Is that we've got a brand new Mark Eight Golf R in stock. Oh. Right? Well, I thought that's what you were going to bring no, up. No, 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 it's no. Not, it's not Not in my list because you can't get a good one for 20 grand. That sounds ridiculous, but you can't. And I was driving it the other day, and I'm thinking, this is exactly the same as a 7.5, but with two screens in it. Mm. Even the wing mirrors are the same. When you're sitting in it, apart from the two screens, to drive down the road, it's a rip-off, mate. It's the same car. It's the same. It's yeah. basically the same car, quieter, with two screens, um, and and it's obviously a, a a more modern car. And what's the price difference? Easily ten grand. Yeah. Easily yeah. ten grand. Yeah. No, I, I, I I'm not surprised by what you're saying there. To come back to the Fiesta in this list, my thinking is, if you're spending twenty grand, like, do you not think a Cooper, a, a mini John Cooper works would be cooler? I mean, Something with like the fist no, is a bit too no. understated. Well, that's good though. It's got to be. Is, it's not cool. But a John though, Cooper works. It's just well, like, do you want a mini or do you want to do you want a Ford? I mean, they're really yeah. good little cars, mate. And just, to be fair, I said the the C forty three was cool because it was understated. So yeah, I'm sort of eating my own words a bit. A little bit, yeah. Mm. But everything will work on that car. You know, it'll it'll just do everything you want it to do. Yeah, but if I'd said to my mate, go and buy a Ford. Fiesta, I think it would have been like, oh, what you man. told him go and buy a C forty three, a twenty <laughs> yeah. year old one. I mean, so cool, flipping. What adventures you'd have? Basically, if an RS two was not seventy or eighty grand as they are, that would have been my choice, and my closest thing to it was a C forty three. That's as close as I could get, basically. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna disc I, I'm gonna lose one. Okay, we're not gonna talk about it because I'm just gonna discount it straight away because I know you're gonna rip it apart. The original RS six event. Autobox does about three MPG. I do about five MPG in my one, so they haven't really improved there. Cool, boxy. But I'm just, I'm just, I don't know why. I'm no, just, no, I'm that's just terrible, mate. Yeah. That's the worst I've thing gone you've off ever it. said. I've yeah, gone off yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because at that point I was into the whole like cool old estate thing. So I was yeah. like, because he was like, oh, see, okay. And I was like, oh, check out this RS6. Anyway, you're seeing my train of thought happening as yeah. I was texting. So we'll come on to my next one. Go on. Porsche. Cayenne Turbo. Oh, no. The original Cayenne Turbo. I know what you're talking about. And I don't know, you should have put a GTS in there. Can you get a GTS? Oh, yes. Okay, but I've heard the GTSs were very unreliable. That engine apparently is appalling. That is a V8, right? Yeah, but flipping hell, that old Cayenne was an awful car. No, but I think they're really coming into their own. I think Really? Yeah, I think looks-wise, they're starting to really win people back round. I think at sub 20K, what a lot of car for that kind of money. Okay, yes, reliability, I've heard a little bit of, especially around the GTS, but if you find one that's well looked after, they, the spec on them can be insane. The performance, and I say it's kind of got that 996, 997 coolness about it at the moment. 
No, mate. I, no? I, no, mate. Honestly, they used to leak water like sieves. <laughs> Obviously, in the footwell. Oh, you'd really? get, oh, mate. What, from the air conditioning unit? Or from, um, no, the drain holes used to get blocked up. Uh. But it was because of where they were positioned. All cars around that era were really bad. And what used to happen is the water used to seep inside the passenger side. And in the passenger side was where all the computers and all the ECUs were. Oh, God, so uh, honestly, yourself. mate, it would be... A, I remember taking one in part exchange once. And I thought, what's that swishing noise? <laughs> and let's go around a corner and you'd just hear water go down the whole side of the sill. And we drilled holes to try and get the water out, little holes... And it was like pissing out for days. I mean, I mean, I never resold it. Obviously, went to the auction. But sure. this is the like that's just one little problem. They have big sat nav unit problems, and mate, it's a full on disaster. It's cool though, isn't it? Not what, really, well. It's cool if you just want to look at it. You never want to drive it. It's kind of what I would a stink of damp and oh my no. But God. You're, you're talking about the worst examples because you know. And also at that point, mate, you were a dodgy, you were a dodgy dealership, so you I were getting wasn't. dodgy examples. I was only dodgy if I was reselling them. I wasn't. I, um, I I did resell one once and thought yeah. I'm never doing yeah. that again because look at they just keep coming back to me it's like a boomerang. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like. That original car, and I think it's I think it's growing into its own. With any, as we've spoken about many times in this podcast, when you're buying used or old, you've really got to do your research and try and find great examples and well looked after examples, and be prepared to do maintenance. Um, that was my sort of shout of like, uh, let's go down the SUV route mm. and sub twenty k cool SUVs are quite hard to find. There's mm. there's not too many which are kind of like sexy. Um, that for me, I think still ticks a lot of boxes to say I got a Cayenne Turbo under twenty k. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Come on then, throw me something that's equally uh, boring as your Fiesta show. BMW? Yeah. Oh, 3130i. M140i. Yeah. Duh. What's wrong with that? That's not boring. No, that's, it's that's got loads not of character. boring. Yeah, is it the rear-wheel drive one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. All rear-wheel drive. Get like a 20, 2019 car. Decent mileage. I mean, that's pretty good if you're getting a car that relatively new. Won't cause you any problems. Again, like the Fiesta. Five door, work every work every time he's on the button. Don't have many problems. Mm. We're out on fuel. You compact. can't turn up to a car meet in one though, can you? Well, can't, are you going to turn go, up wherever you like and what you like? Are you going to go on a road trip to Wales or the Alps in one? Well, you, you might not go to the Alps, but you go to Wales in a hot hatch. It's a hot hatch, mate. Yeah, People love hatch. them. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. I think the car is cool. All I'm trying to work out is like, is that really like the coolest stuff you can buy, sub 20k? I think it's a good buy. I think it's like a, a good car and yeah, you sort of ticking the boxes, but as a bit of summer fun. I know I'm now putting criteria on you, which I told you wasn't the point. Yeah. Uh, you keep moving the goalposts I know, because I know. basically my list is better than yours. Well, no, your list is a good practical list. Solid list. Solid list. I got 20k. What car should I go and buy? Yeah. My list is a like Deluded. What's the you know, what's kind of cool and quirky stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and that's things you know. I so have I, got one in there that's cool and quirky though. As in, I have got one in there that will cost you a few quid. But if you get a good, you will get go a good on. one for twenty grand. No, no, no. You go next. Well, I'm going with the one that you're going to rip apart. But I have to include is the Bentley Continental because I know I know I'm not even going to let you get in on this because I don't care. No matter what, <sighs> if you can rock up in a Bentley Continental, even if it's a Gen One. Like, you know, what we would look at and go, it's still a bent. It's still, it is still cool. And you can still waft around. And, you know, for the five days that it's not up in smoke on the side of a motorway, those five, you're going to be like, wow, I feel like bloody Lionel Messi or whoever it would have been that would have been driving one round in that era. Like when they were new, when they were new, exactly. 2004, when it was Rooney, you know, like it's, I, I think that's hard to escape or hard to ignore when you're browsing. If you put 20K, you know, 0-60, sub eight seconds, whatever. Like if you, as you're browsing, whenever you see Continental, you go, oh, Continental. Like you can't help it. It's still. Oh, you can when you get it and you get a bill. Sure. A bit like, you know, there were a few DB7s on there that I was like, oh, I could send yeah. that his way. But yes. Okay. With hindsight, with knowledge, it's a Don't. risky buy. It's a risky purchase. Yeah. But as a car person, as an enthusiast, as I say, if you're scrolling past Fiestas and M134Is, whatever. 134s, as <laughs> a bus. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what it's called. No, I'm joking. But, you know, as you're scrolling through endless hot hatches and, and Hyundai's and whatever, yeah. and then there's a Bentley Continental, you can't help but be like, oh, come on. Yeah, fair enough. You see the appeal? No, <clears throat> not at all. 
by the way, if you can hear a lot of noise in the background, it's, us. <laughs> um, it's not us. They seem to be building, <laughs> I don't know what, a ship uh, next door today, and it is insanely noisy. So uh, I don't think it's leaking through because these mics are very good. Thank you, Rode. Um, but yeah, just in case you're wondering what that is, it's not Tony farting for six, no, oh, six minutes straight. Would never do that on the podcast. Okay. No. So come on then. What's your last shout? We've given people a few options. What's your quirky choice? So this is me? this is a quirky and a little bit out of the box, and probably more on your list. But it is solid if you get a good one, and you will get a good one for twenty grand. Uh, e ninety two M three coupe BMW. Yeah. The V8 one. Okay, no fair. I think that is a cool car. Yeah. Uh, are they problematic? Yes. Really? What, like, just um, mechanically? It, mechanically, but if you get a good one, you have to do the uh, the uh, rod bearings. Okay. Very common on them. Um, the Vanos units go on them. There's a few bits, but once you get them done... Sure. Um, they're, they're, they're as good as gold. They're as good as gold. Yeah. And, and they are cool, and it's a cool sounding car, and actually, again, like, you get really nice specs. I think that's going to be a future um, M5. You know the M5 everyone's going mental about at the moment? I think... Yeah, I mean, an, another one on the list which I seriously considered, which would have been there in that era, is that 6.2 C63 Coupe. Yeah, interesting. That's, that's another one as well. They are cool. Can you get a W10... What's it called? W507? Uh, that's a bit too much. Uh, that's too much to okay. 507. But you get a normal 63 for sure. 20 grand, you know? Um, big engine. Big big engine. Sliding. Loads of character. It, I... I just picked the M3 because it's a bit more me than the than the brute of the 63, you know. So I think you just have a little bit more fun in the in the BMW. Um, but that's my only car that's like half. You have to spend the money and make sure you get a good one. Once sure. you do them bits, I've also heard of uh, bottom ends going on them as well. Oh, them cool. M3s, but I mean, they can. There's lots of specialists out there now sure. that do them and rebuild them and get them right. You and know? I think you so, can finesse them and tune them as slippery and get the suspension uh, set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. a good little driver's car. Yeah, I mean, it's not a little. It's a proper driver's car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's actually a fairly decent bunch of cars. You're going to say all of mine are crap, but... Well, they are. I would discount your Fiesta. I think, you know, I think you could do cooler. I think you could do better. the best-selling cars in the country. No, no, of course, but therefore, boring. Not cool enough. Does the job, mate. Yeah. Swiss Army knife. Does everything. But fair enough, but if, you know... Okay, so why shouldn't someone buy a car cash 20 grand? Because finance is cheaper. Well, okay, so let me see... You should never, ever, ever... If you can... If you can, don't ever tie your money up in a depreciating asset on finance. Because if you've if you've got twenty thousand quid, unless you've been given it, um, and even your mate would have paid tax on it, by the way. If you've got tw- oh, yeah, yeah. twenty thousand quid, free money, that's right. So really, his bonus is probably thirty thousand quid. So he's paid twenty five percent or whatever he's paid. Lucky ta- bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then what you've done is you've paid a percentage of tax on that on that money that you've earned. Well, to borrow it, you don't pay any tax, and you just pay seven percent on the on the APR. So you're thirteen between thirteen and eighteen percent up on the deal. I mean, there's a lot of, if you listen to, you know, how to be a success, how to make money for you, a lot of these big, rich mother chuckers like Tony will often say, don't spend your own money if you Borrow don't have money, to, yeah. spend somebody else's money, you it's know, cheaper, like, yeah. exactly, it's cheaper, it's more effective, all these different reasons, and why, yeah. spend, why spend your own money where you can spend somebody else's? Yeah. Um, and of course, I've financed all my cars through Magnitude for, for years, and Magnitude have been very have been great to me in terms of giving me that advice to helping set up deals that work for me I change my cars a lot and regularly etc actually less regularly than I did but RS6 is going to change that um, but I know that they cater all different ends of the market when yeah. you're doing the supercar stuff all this low end stuff but I was just trying to look here I was just trying to find an example of a Fiesta because I kind of wanted to look at what I've never looked at financing something circa 20 mm. grand another thing as well so financing something in general I'm talking about anything here. As a consumer, you're so much more protected than if you go and just pay for a car outright. Your okay. your rights and and the regulations around it all, when you fund a car, you're so much more protected as a consumer because whether you like it or not, you don't own the asset. Sure. You only own part of it until it's fully paid. So if anything ever goes wrong with that car or something's not right... 
as as a consumer, just you call the bank. Yeah. Because it's the bank's asset. It's not your asset. Fine. So um, you can't do that. If, you, if you've gone and paid cash for something, you can't do that. You've just got the bloke who you bought it from doorstep, which would be your picks. They would just be some bloke who's selling a car on his doorstep, which I wouldn't advise. Um, or you go to a dealer. Now, obviously, when you buy a car from a dealer, you're also heavily protected, but you're even more protected when you buy a car on finance. So they're the two big reasons why you should probably actually not put your money into a, there's three reasons, depreciating asset, you're more protected, and actually, uh, because of the percentage of it costs to borrow the money and the percentage it costs to save the money and it's tax money, it's cheaper to fund it. So let's do some little man maths here because it's a bit of fun. I found an example Fiesta ST3 2019 car, 19,000 miles, uh, uh, sorry, 19,000 pounds, 7,000 miles on the clock. Yeah. I've chucked it into the magnitude finance calculator as a 20 grand car with a two grand deposit. Yeah. Um, so your interest is on their basic calculator. As ever, if you're using the magnitude calculator, give them a call because they can always uh, slightly update you on exact quotes. Uh, your interest is coming out at about three and a half grand over four years. Yeah. Um, so your mon- 800 quid a year, roughly. Yeah, your monthly payment essentially is 288 pounds 53. So let's say you keep that car for two years what did you say the average ownership of so a car is it's between um 24 and 27 months so let's roughly. put 25 just, months just over two years so over just over two years you're gonna that card's gonna cost you seven thousand two hundred pounds including the in, payment in, 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 that's the payments yeah so sorry and then plus the deposit so it's just under nine just over nine grand yeah. deposit and monthly payments you should it. get some of that deposit back you should get some of the deposit back hopefully if you set up the deal right and you've spoken to magnitude got that advice well, what it's actually cost you none of that actually matters it's the depreciation of what's the car's actually worth and on something used like that your monthly payment should cover the depreciation. All it's actually cost you is the interest on the loan. Yeah, so... Because you're going to get some of that money back as well. Over a two-year period, drip by drip, you're spending under 10 grand, and then theoretically you're coming to sell. Hopefully, as you say, you're getting your deposit back or whatever it might grand, be. say. Whereas instead, you're going to have to fork out 20 grand, which is then going to be tied up in that asset that then you can't do anything with. You've just got a car you're going to drive around and in two years' time, you're going to sell and hopefully get... 12 grand back. So you've lost eight grand, but the tax element bit in that, because don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, in this country, unfortunately, we have to pay tax. Mm -hmm. And that's... Is that 19 or 20% at the moment for... I mean, it's not for me, but in general, it's 19 or 20%. Um, So you're 13% up on the deal. Yeah, I look, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't want to sit here being like, like pushing finance too hard. It, it works for us. And I agree, I think you're giving great advice and I think it totally makes sense and it's a good way to look at it. But it's not going to be a situation everyone's comfortable with. Interest is still interest. We, I think we've proven a situation there where that makes more sense. There is also another scenario as well that if you, I mean, the tax element you cannot get away from. You've earned the money, you've paid the tax on it. You've had to save up a period of time. But if you literally have got nothing else you need to spend that money on, nothing, nothing, you've already done the tax on it, You forget about that bit, then maybe if you want to treat yourself to a car and you want to put all your money in, there's nothing stopping you doing that. I'm just telling you from experience that that isn't the cheapest way of doing it. The It is if there was no tax element involved, then it, yes, it would be cheaper. There's nothing... Cash is king, mate. It's as simple as that. It always has been. It always will be. But if you bring the tax element in, which you should, because that's how you earn the money, that's how we all earn our money in this country, then it's cheaper to fund. Yeah. I mean, I've done both. You know, the Citroen C4 Rally, I bought cash. The uh, Abarth 595, I bought cash. So like, I, I've done I've done both. Yeah. But I, a majority of them I do finance. And, and yeah, in, interesting point you make. Mm. Um, and, and hopefully insightful for most of you. And, and maybe we've given you some ideas of cars that you could go and 
splash some cash or finance please, through the summer. Please don't listen to him. And listen please to do. Someone bring a C43 AMG to one of the live shows. <laughs> please. The original one, not the new one. The original one. Uh, and there we go. Another reminder of those live shows. 12th of June, Duke of London. 17th of July, Gravelwood Car Sales. 7th of August, Alexander's Prestige. 25th of September, Podium Place. And 16th of October, back here again at Duke of London. All the information, all the details, a breakdown of what those events will be over at seenthroughglass.online. Head to the events section. We will keep reminding you week by week as long as tickets are available. And I don't think they will be for much longer. So go and get them now. I think that's probably it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll be back with you for another episode next week. For now, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. We are very nearly at 50,000 subscribers on our Behind the Glass YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you can or if you want to. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye bye. See ya. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.